Welcome to episode 108 of the Switch Mania Playcast. A new era is upon us. A new era, and the cat is out of the bag, Barry. Cat yes. is out of the bag. We're actually recording this before the, new- the newsletter goes out, but we're going to push this episode out after. So, as everybody noticed, a little hidden in that newsletter somewhere, um, JP is, is moving on from premium. Yes, unfortunately, uh, you know, he uh, decided it was time to move on. And uh, we, we all here at Premium wish him the very best of luck mm-hmm. and the very best in, in what we all follows in his life. And, yep. uh, you know, we, we're going to miss him. And, and uh, um, sh- all, I, I'll, all I will say is that if there's some crazy fallout on his announcement that he does, let us know in the comments or record an anchor and uh, we might do a follow up episode. Otherwise, we're going to keep her positive. <laughs> yes. yes, and uh, you know, you know, it's it was, yeah. it was a pleasure having him. I mean, it was great having somebody on the team so close to me. And uh, you know, that's it. You know, it's a new era. Move on. But new but era. I can assure you, and and Jeff will back me up on this, that we have bigger, better, amazing things on the horizon. Oh, things so, are exploding, man! Like it's, the, the it's stuff, insane. the games that we've signed in the last week alone are like amazing. And we have new team members like Greg um, from Old Nintendo Fuse, Greg. Um, that's you know going to be kind of filling the shoes of old Jay Pizzle, um, and he's going to do an amazing job because Greg's awesome. Yes, and that's one of the things we're doing is we're we're diversifying a lot of the tasks internally yeah. to make sure that things run even better than before. And what's really cool about this whole thing is it's are like stepping stone into the future because we have things that we have not announced yet that we will be launching mm-hmm. in 2022 in addition to our wonderful switch series that we're doing you know series four yeah uh and that's what's you know going forward we have such a bright future and, and so and, many cool and things guess going. what barry we did a twitch stream where we, we did, did some announcements and series four is going to be revealed live at midwest gaming classic at last weekend of April, it's like the 20th, 29th, 30th, and the 1st, like that weekend, we're going to be sitting on that Saturday, which I think is like the 30th, 31st, whatever. I am probably don't even have the dates right. Um, but there, there is no April 31st. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> But we're going to be doing it live on the stage. We're going to announce it. We're going to review, reveal there at Midwest Gaming Classic, the Series 4 um, Premium Direct which will then air the following Monday um, on YouTube. We'll do that reveal like, we, like we've done in the past. And it's going to be wild because we're going to be announcing something that we're doing as well, not just Series 4, but we're going to be announcing what we're doing with um, uh, something in the summer. Yes, and that, that something will also be part of the Series 4 Direct. So yes. It's not something that, like, oh, I can't make it there. I'm not going to find out. Uh, and if you are planning on going to Midwest Gaming Classic and you are going to be joining for the panel, um, all we ask is to not talk about it until after Monday night. Don't spoil the surprise because for people oh. who are, you know, you know, aren't going to be there, we want them to tune in. We're going to do uh, the same thing we usually do, where we do a premiere for our direct uh, with a Q and A afterwards. Oh, uh, it's, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be huge. And like, I will say one thing about the summer announcement slash reveal: it's something that's never been done on the Nintendo Switch, the way we're doing it. Like, it's not been done. And it's making, like, legendary stuff. It's going to be really cool. Super excited. Super excited. Um, and the other thing that we announced was that the Gamers for Gamers edition, the charity exclusive edition of mm-hmm. Demon's Tier Plus, is going to be going live and for sale. The game is in hand. is going for sale on the first like Mm -hmm. aka right when we're dropping this episode it'll be available um i think we're shooting for we call the premium time but we're actually going to shoot for 11 a.m eastern standard time that way it gives those on the west coast a little extra time because if we do it at 10 a.m like we've done in the past like it's a little early for west coast so so yeah we're gonna be hitting it for 11 a.m uh for that awesome amazing the first time that you're going to be able to get the new slip cases that we're doing with foil like it looks so cool it looks amazing i can't wait to get my hands on it uh the the quality of the slip cases have just jumped 
And the cool thing is, is this isn't a Gamers for Gamers exclusive um, to this slipcase. All of our slipcovers are going forward and, you know, Series 3 onwards are going to have the same quality. Yes. So this is like your little preview of what you're going to get with your Series 3 pre-orders or if you get in on the second chance sale for Series 3 when they come in. Um, And we mentioned this, you know, charity exclusive. $10 of every sale of the Demon's Tier Plus exclusive edition will be going to charity. Um, our team members, Josh and Sheena, they're with Gamers for Gamers. That's their um, other business that they run, which goes to conventions and supports premium. Um, they have a charity called Gamers for Kids, where they actually put up game rooms for homeless shelters across the country. Um, they're currently focusing on a couple homeless shelters in North Carolina, where they're putting in game rooms and doing this amazing stuff. And the fact that we can, you know, do what we're doing and pay it forward and help some, you know, kids have some amazing gaming experiences, that's like awesome. Absolutely. So when you look at this, if you you know you're interested in purchasing, and you suddenly see, oh, it's ten dollars more than than the regular retail. That's yeah. why, because that that extra money goes right to the charity. So you are absolutely helping mm-hmm. children's. You know, you're you're pretty much helping the the future generation of gamers be born. Uh, in that regards, and and hopefully a new love of video games, and as, that's awesome because exactly. that games were so important to me growing up, and so many of us growing up. And what's cool is that. This doesn't just apply to Demon's Tier Plus. No. Series 3 is also going to have, each title is going to have their own Gamers for Gamers exclusive variant going forward, Mm -hmm. as well as Series 4, etc. So, you know, be prepared for all these cool uh, new slipcases and bonuses. And that's one cool thing, because if you've, you've ever heard us talk about it, we always talk about the different canvases and how each piece is a different art piece. Well, this gives us an opportunity to go back and design brand new artwork for yes. all these games so the slipcases are completely different and uh you'll you'll know that so like demons tier plus the artwork is amazing sheena did an amazing job with that yeah they, uh, look, she took the uh retro box and then stylized it to be like a bright pink and then be vertical like i don't know how she did it but it looks awesome like yeah, it's it so awesome. cool so cool and i mean it's just an awesome piece and it really pops, and there's some foil on there as well, of course. There's even a combo of silver and red foiling on there. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's hard to see in the videos, but the plus on Demon's Tier Plus is a red foil. Mm-hmm. And it looks cool. And So it's like we're just trying new stuff. Um, and then we probably should go into our shipping updates. Yes. Um, so first things first is that the Switch Collector Volume 1 and Perfect Punch-Out books um, for all those Kickstarter backers, they will be arriving, arriving, not like like the, the, the freighter's been sitting outside California for a month now. They'll actually, they're actually on a truck being loaded, and they'll be arriving supposedly Friday, like this, this next upcoming Friday, the first week of March. Um, they should be arriving, and then what will happen is it will get at the warehouse. The warehouse will unpack. I'm going to see if we can get them all pre-packed into a nice bubble wrap and everything, so that way they're all ready to rip and roll. Um, I am going to manually put in all of the um, addresses because it's been a long time, Barry, and I don't want somebody to get a wrong, you know, to get their book to a wrong spot. I'm going to shoot uh, Kickstarter updates and stuff as well, so that way everybody knows. Hey, get on there and update your addresses, um, and then anybody who has. Or I will check messages, and it's it's going to be a long process for me. So I'm going to be like out of the loop for like a good week. <laughs> I'm just doing. Now, what that. about Switch Collector Volume Two? Because you know that's the next question people are going to be asking. That is Switch Collector Volume Two. Oh, you said Volume One. I didn't hear Volume said Two. Said Switch well. Collector Volume One and Volume Two and Perfect okay. Punch Out all are arriving at the same time, Barry. I thought you were asking about Volume Three. Like I'm working on Volume it. Three. No, running, no, a, no. running a game company no. here, Barry. <laughs> um, <laughs> like and, no, and it's it, now. This is the volume one that has the silver gilding. Mm-hmm. This is the second printing that you know those that got the first printing of it. This is the new expanded printing with the good quality. Um, so yeah, there's <laughs> the rest of us lonely ones with the first printing. <laughs> well, I mean, there's something to be said about first prints. Um, yeah. But that is the book order. And then I got an update on a robot named Fight Deluxe Editions, as well as the video game console collector's field guide. Um, And that book is also with that shipment. I am told that those will arrive at the customs port um, in two weeks. So it should be like 
you know, two weeks from Monday or Tuesday, they should be riding at the customs port. That customs process can take like a few weeks in and of itself. So we're hoping that, you know, in March, we're going to be able to again say, all right, it's now on a ship about to arrive or not a ship, but on a truck about to arrive. Um, but we're, we're at that point now. So it's, it's getting that it's getting to the port in a couple weeks. It is, uh, going across the ocean right now. So that's good. So Hopefully everybody gets their stuff soon. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, thank everybody who did support us with the deluxe and your patience, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's tied with other games, because uh, this definitely went on longer than we anticipated when we started. Well, you know, it's funny, uh, Barry. What's that? That that's about the same status that Series Three is in. Yep. <laughs> series Three stuff is being shipped from a different. A different company um, because we're not doing a strategy guide, so it's not with the book printer. Um, but those that that was shipped out as well, and those are also on a freight about to be arriving at the port as well. Um, and that's arriving at a different port, so the different time frame may hit. So we may be getting Series Three and Robot Name Five Deluxes around the same time, which is pretty crazy. Um, now that being said, when all of that stuff arrives at the warehouse, it's not just a simple, now it's time to ship out your stuff. Because remember, when we get the a Robot Name Five Deluxes, they have to be disassembled, and then our retro editions go inside along with the CD, um, and then you know it gets all packaged up and buttoned up. And there's a secret item, which is a trading card set, not a trading card, set but it's card game set that's going there um which we need to market by the way barry on um, the <laughs> robot name fight card set so we got to make sure we mention that to frank i, fi- I figured we'll market that when the second chance sale happens um they've been asking because <laughs> they they were they donated those items to the game um which is awesome and that's why it was a really cool thing that that won the poll because then we were able to get those items donated but like yeah we would like to boost their sales of the card game because that card game is is really fun um the card game is called pocket paragon and you're paying as fight versus tutorial smith <laughs> and so it's pretty cool it's like it fits right into their their game con- series that they have of pocket paragons um but yeah we're gonna definitely it was a really cool partnership that we were able to do and i didn't think it was gonna take this long to ship out so we should probably start like building some hype as we're doing shipping updates saying yeah. hey pocket paragons and shipping it'll be arriving um so yeah, so it has to get all assembled. And that's the same thing, though, with um, Series 3. Series 3, actually, when everything arrives, they still are going to have to print all of the uh, retail inserts as well. So what we do is we just schedule production, essentially, uh, for all the different games. And it gets on a production line. Uh, we share that with Sega and <laughs> NIS America and a lot of different uh, major companies that we have to share the production line. So we have to basically get scheduled in there, and then they'll make all of our series three titles um so it's really interesting and i know that when we did our warehouse walkthrough with frank and i they asked if we could do a visual layout of how we want our stuff packaged so that way they can make sure that they get it perfect so i did a crazy little visual thing um i sent it over to them and asked if that was cool and they said it was perfect so interesting right i just i can't wait for that to all be done so we can get our hands on series three because like that's another thing talking about that twitch stream we showed off some behind the scenes sneak pe- uh, previews that, that will be in the future newsletters yep. uh, so stay tuned if you're not already subscribed to the newsletter please subscribe but if you were happen you know if you happen to catch that twitch stream like the seeing that stuff is amazing it looks so good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we showed off the CDs, which I have the advanced copies of the CDs. Um, I have the keychain from Phenotopia, have the challenge cards, all of that stuff sitting in our warehouse just waiting for the uh, the rest of the printed items to arrive. Um, and then also, the we got videos from overseas of the slipcases and the manuals and everything and the retro boxes and all the different pieces. And it looks so cool. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, ironically, we'll see what Murphy's Law does to us because you know how things are now. Um, I mean, I already know that two items you know, were printed separately before and after the Asian New Year. So we'll see exactly what um, you know, Murphy's Law has in store for us. One title may go out a little earlier before the other two. Who knows? I'd like everything to go at the same time. That'd be great. <laughs> Let's hope that everything comes in well. <laughs> We don't have to worry about it, but exactly. always prepare, you know. <laughs> A B P. Always be prepared. 
Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So busy week. It's been a crazy week. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing on non-Switch news is um, I made the mistake of buying Elden Ring and uh, I'm addicted. Oh, have you started it yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I played the hell out of it. Yeah, it's, that's what I did yesterday after I worked on some Series 4 production. Um, and I, I jumped on to Elden Ring because my wife's been studying um, for her reality exam. So I actually had the PS5 and I was playing it. And it's freaking oh, Breath of the Wild Dark Souls, man. It's ridiculous. It's so cool. Um, and I, I mean, I thought, I was like, oh, I keep dying and cursing. And my, my daughter's like, why are you cursing? I'm like, because I keep dying. That's what this game's about. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the penalty for dying? Like I know with Dark Souls, you you become a spirit and you lose all your souls and all that stuff if mm-hmm. you didn't spend them. What's the penalty for dying in Elden Ring? So spirits are runes, and you lose all your runes, and then you have to get back to them. That's it. So you just have to get back to the area where you lost your runes, and if you don't, then you lose them. Um, and it's a much different type of game. I ended up choosing a, an attack guy. Um, I chose a hero is what it's called. And I have no magic. So if I would have chose, I would have chose something that does a mix of attack and magic. Because it would have been more fun to, to mess with both. But I am now, like, I, I watched a couple of videos, like, last night after I had played all day. And ironically is, like, all the hints and stuff I actually naturally came across. Like, I didn't oh, have nice. to watch any of the, They're like, oh, yeah, make sure you do this, this, and this, and do this. And I'm like, oh, I actually randomly went through this hidden pathway and found this hidden chapel that had this I, up, upgrades. And some of the shit, I didn't even know what it did. <laughs> and it, like, it was hilarious because I didn't even know, like, what these items I was getting do. And I was just messing around. Um, the one thing I didn't know is that you shouldn't be just update, upload, or upgrading your character with the runes you should also be you should be spending a lot of it on your weapons um so that way you upgrade your weapons and your shields and everything too when you die you don't lose any of that stuff right? no and you don't lose any of the um items that you collect so if you run into a giant horde's nest and you hit i'm on playing on playstation so i hit the triangle button i can get the item and if they kill me i just lose souls or whatever i go in there with like no souls and then and then i get to keep the item and then I don't have nice. to go back in there. So I kind of been doing that a little bit. the system a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. And then, like, my thing is, though, is that when I play any game like this that's hard, um, I got to take breaks. So, like, yeah. I played last night. I was playing until, like, 2 a.m. or something, which is crazy for me. Um, and I took a break in between and worked on more premium stuff. And then I went back to it and um, actually had a, a phone call with an artist about a Series 4 piece that we're doing. Um, and then I went back to playing it. And I was like, all right, I'm getting tired. So I went to bed. I woke up, and my wife had class this morning. And so I played a little bit before I started working on production. And I went and beat three different bosses, like three of them. Like I just went to different areas and went to the bosses and beat them and like got this crazy weapons. And like I was like, oh, cool. And it's just like, of course, I had to go through a few different times. I feel like I'm getting through by the skin of my my teeth. But um. Now, now watching some of the stuff, I actually found uh, some extra things that helped you know make me more comfortable as well. So that was the one good thing about watching some of the little tutorial videos. Nice. Um, makes you a little more comfortable. But it's literally Breath of the Wild Dark Souls, um, and it's not hard like Dark Souls. It's very um, beginner-friendly, but the bosses are not. Yeah, <laughs> That's kind of like, like if you think of a Metroid Dread, it's kind of like that. You know, a lot of people exactly. found like the game pretty easy, and then they get to the bosses, and some of the bosses would just be like, "Oh man, I gotta gotta figure it out." You see, I've I've played Demon Souls, I didn't beat it. I played Dark Souls, didn't beat it. I played Bloodborne, mm-hmm. didn't beat it. And I was looking at this, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm probably not gonna get it." Uh, so I actually didn't pre-order it, and then like the reviews started coming in. I started watching some videos and yeah. stuff. I was like, "This looks looks like a lot of fun." I don't know if I'll get to it right right away, but I'm like, "I'm gonna get an order." So I ordered from Best Buy the PS5 version. Oh, That's I was right. gonna tell you, you might as well wait because um, it's not it's there's gonna be plenty of copies, and oh, yeah. it might go down in price. You might get a deal. So if I, you're gonna I wait. ordered it, get the steel book, but I'm not gonna order the other copies until it goes down. Yeah, I mean, my thing is is that it's it's definitely a great game. It got me to, to jump on it. It pulled me away from Psychoto because I did play that in our since the last time we recorded as well, and that was awesome. I played through that for a couple hours, like a few weeks back. Because my thing is, my, my New Year's resolution is to play new experiences from the bucket list yep. every weekend. And so I played Psychoto. I played 
Um, and you know, I want to play some of this PS5. Since my wife got the PS5, I want to play some games on it. Um, I'm not buying Horizon until I get through or get to a comfortable, like, I'm pissed off and done with either of these games. Um, <laughs> and both of the games, I guess Psychoter was like a, a Dark Souls as well, but it's not yeah, really. Yeah, they're both from software. But, but yeah, they're not. They're both very approachable. Like, I did not like Dark Souls. I did not really care for Demon Souls. And I like both of these. They're, they're both very approachable. Um, I think the open world aspect of Elden Ring really does um, lend itself because I can sit there and kind of cheese stuff and slowly <laughs> level up. Like there's, I mean, there's a spot early on where there's just like a knight, and if he th- blows his horn, twenty knights like swarm you and they'll crush you. Um, but you can get on a mount and like kind of run by him and and kind of attack him as you go by. Um, and there's ways to cheese that where like you're because you get a weight allotment so if you add all your equipment if you get to a heavy weight you can't roll or anything because you've got too much weight on you yeah they did that in the souls games yeah and but on the your mount doesn't apply so you could get a really crazy powerful weapon and you just cheese everyone (laughs) (laughs) you just got to get the timing down because if they knock you off you get stunned and then they kill you so (laughs) like they they will destroy you um but yeah no it's it's super cool um i still haven't beaten the first boss <laughs> so so there's like little mini bosses and things that I actually some of the guys I think I'm beating are either mini bosses or bosses but the first major boss like I went to him and he, he destroyed me and I was like well this sucks um and then like watching the tutorial they're like oh no you need to do this this and this and if you find this one thing it helps make the boss fight a lot easier and i'm like i still haven't found that one thing and i refuse to like use a tutorial so i just saw like you need to find this there's something like grounds and attacks that boss specifically but i haven't found it yet and i'm still looking around and i keep on upgrading and getting more and more experience and runes and it's addicting, man. It's addicting. <laughs> I like it. I'll, I'll be playing one day. Yeah. Um, and I did play Pokemon Legends. Um, oh. And I did not... I, I played through the, the beginning of it. I did it one night after work, you know, between, you know, phone calls with, with meetings. And I didn't really care for it. Like, I did just... Did you get to the first area where you can mm-hmm. you know, start catching stuff and run around? I did. And then I, like, I got... Like my one of my Pokemon died, and I'm like, do I have to really go back all the way to the town? No, you don't. You go to any base camp and you just rest, or oh. you can use a revive. But yeah, any base camp you can just rest. I don't have any revives because I just got to the first area. Yeah. Then you just go to any base camp, which is which you always start. There's a base camp right at the start, and you could yeah. fast travel to any base camp. I went back to the base camp, and I was like, I didn't know how to bring my. Pokemon yeah, there's like back. a bed there at the base camp, and you just click and you rest, and you could also choose. How, when you want to wake up, like you want to wake up in the morning, you want to wake up at okay. night. and the, So because certain Pokemon are only available at night. Um, and you okay. can actually advance days that way too because sometimes maybe you need a thunderstorm or maybe you need full moon and you could just advance days by just do sleeping. The, do the same thing with um, Elden Ring, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some, some triggered events in Elden Ring where if you do it right though, if you watch the tutorial and do it right, stuff's free versus then you have to like buy it or unlock it a different way. So, um, but yeah, like I, I might jump back into Pokemon then if that's the case. Yeah. Cause I got to that thing and I like die, like my thing died and I'm like, eh, I'm good. I just, I, it was, it was getting late anyways. And I was like, I'll, I yeah. might come back to it. Yeah. You just rest and it doesn't cost anything. You just rest and your po- all your Pokemon are also, I'm, as well as also, I'm a little bit pissed off because there's no, um, online transfer of your d- save data. So like I was playing on my daughter. So that way she could transfer it to her her switch and i went to it and it's like oh no online save transfer and i'm like well screw this because like it's only on my switch now that her account's on there it's like that's so lame so i was like that's nintendo and that's pokemon because they want to do that pokemon online transfer thing it's like jeez. so yeah i was a little bit peeved about that too because i'm not going to start over on my own account either so whatever but yeah those are the those are two of them the major titles i played some other stuff too but i think we should talk about our game of the episode first um uh, okay we can do that and we'll go back to what you were playing then mm-hmm. yeah unless you just want to finish out what we've been playing then we end with splotches i figured we could just finish what we were playing okay um so uh, one of the games that i played out of my backlog uh a game called cave blazers which super rare did a physical of mm-hmm. cave blazers um so um opening it up so i always do the physical aspect 
Um, it does have the super rare card pack. I never open those. I just open up the game usually and toss the card pack in. Um, has a sticker, uh, the limited, you know, super rare sticker. Um, and then a mini art booklet. Again, not a manual. Damn it. But um, the game is complete on cart, though. No, no download required. Um, ironically, doing the intro, um, apparently there's a guy named Barry, and his nickname is Fergus. So your nickname is now Fergus, Barry. The fudge? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, hi, my name's Barry. My nickname's Fergus. It's like, ooh, hi, Fergus. Turd Ferguson is what you are now. <laughs> Barry's name is Turd Ferguson. And I will not Ferguson. respond to that at all. Okay, Turd Ferguson. Got you. Um, that's the Cave Blazer, Barry, now. Um, so uh, that game is a roguelike, meant for you to die over and over and over again. So you jump in. It's like 8-bit aesthetics, like pixelated game. Uh, kind of reminds me of like jumping into the uh, SteamWorld Dig, where you're just like jumping in, or Spelunky, or Spelunker, or all those games. And you're just jumping into like a little cave. Enemies, um, you have to learn like the the pattern of the enemies, like the timing. Um, and you'll take damage if you don't learn their patterns. Like they just like do a little like flash and then they attack you. But they always just run after you and attack you. Um, it's kind of like us uh, in Dark Souls in that kind of aspect. Um, the interesting thing is, is that there's tons and tons of items and weapons all over the map and little artifacts that will give you random power ups. The interesting thing is, though, the potions, they'll say, like, a color. And then when you do the color, it does a random effect. So, like, it usually just damages you or hurts you. Like, there's, I, I rarely found beneficial potions. So it was kind of funny. It's like, I'm like, oh, I'm about to die. Let me use a potion. It's like, burning, and you die. Like, you mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a pattern or not. I didn't care enough to, to look. Um, there's daily challenges, though. So I did, you know, played a couple other days where there's like a daily challenge where you jump down the uh, the pit and play more. Um, I got to the second or third level, I think, and there's like a little boss fights and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, but if I wanted to actually make that game cool, I would have to dedicate some like serious time to getting good at that game. Like it's it's like dying over and over as you as you dying the video game yeah well i mean it's the same thing as elden ring but like i didn't feel like i was making much progress in cave blazers like i was blazing through the cave and dying blazing through the cave and dying and then like a new thing would unlock in the overworld little hub world that you have like you have a guy that can like you can set little buffs and do some other like different weapons and cosmetics and things but to me there wasn't a whole lot there to um add to the replayability unless i like wanted to really learn the game it was super freaking hard um but who knows maybe i'll go back into it someday you never know man um but yeah that's uh cave blazers uh you play anything barry what do you play because i wanted you to jump in i just talked about like two <laughs> fucking games now. well i just i just want to hear quickly did you ever go back to trigger witch and finish it that's what i want to know um yes i did i went <clears throat> back in 100 percent of that sucker what did you think of the the ending portions and all that i was the reveals super... in the post game i mean freaking stalin like really <laughs> like I was so dumb. I was like expecting something like just like made up, and it's like, oh, it's Joseph Stalin, and there's a portal that goes into the future, and like they were just getting armaments that are pushed through the portal, and like that was kind of like weird. So weird reveal. Instead of making it like Hitler and Nazis, they just did the Russians and Stalin, and ironically, with nowadays, <laughs> nowadays it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, Crazy. But, like, I, I like the post game. Like, there's actually like quests after you beat the game. <laughs> yeah, you can see yeah. the rest of the world. How Don't it's like. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you you enjoyed that. Uh, me, uh, I want wanted to do my New Year's resolution, so I started Yakuza Zero. Nice. That was something I did the first two chapters. I had some fun with it. Uh, it's definitely it's it's an RPG, which is really interesting. I, I really like the combat. It's just fun beating up on people. <laughs> uh, you know, it's my my biggest negative to it is some of the the quests they get like not the side quest but like the main quest like i enjoy a main quest where it's like here's the main story we're going to take you to point a to b to c etc and you're going to follow through and you're going to do this but i hate when games will stop you in that momentum and say no you need to go fetch all this other stuff in all these random places and I, mm -hmm. I hate that. And, and some games do it, and it's always a negative. I know some people point to, like, Wind Waker and the Triforce pieces and stuff like that. It's like, a, oh, this is just like a breaks. And there was a quest early on, it's in Chapter 2, 
of Yakuza where you need to get this information from these bums. And these bums are like, oh, well, we'll give you that if you get us liquor. And I'm like, okay, fine, we'll get you liquor, whatever. But they all want different kinds of liquor, every single one of them. <laughs> and, they, quest. They, and they don't tell you where to get them. So you have to go to all these different stores all over the freaking city and hope that they have the, the right thing to purchase. And it, like to me, it just, it just gave me a headache running around trying to find this last one because I was trying not to look at a guide. And I'm like, this is such a momentum killer. Honestly, with the fetch quest, I would have no shame in looking at a guide because I do not have the patience for that. I, don't, I do not have the patience for like going randomly poking around in a game. Yeah, and I was like, well, maybe I'll go to the bars. And I'll go. I wound up getting like extra quests by going to different bars and stuff. But I'm like, none cool. of these have the the different alcohol I wanted, like for the, for these bums. And like to me, that was just a major turnoff. And I'm like, you know, like I don't I don't like momentum killer. Like let me go yeah. with the story. Let it be a side quest. Let it be something optional. I'm fine with that. But when it's necessary for you to progress in the story, it's just it just bothers me. Um, <sighs> Unless they point it out. Now, if they said, oh, go here and like put on your map, go to these five points, that's fine. Let me do that. That's then. the Final I'm, Fantasy VII style fetch quest. <laughs> well, you know, Final Fantasy XIV does that, too. Yes, it does. Uh, in fact, did it before seven. Uh It's called Square Enix. But yeah. yeah, Square. But that's fine. Barry, did you it, just put on your non-existent glass and go, well, actually, it's Final Fantasy XIV did it. <laughs> actually. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I did something that people could relate to non-Switch player. <laughs> yeah. But see, like the, to me, like if you're going to make people do that, don't have them look it up. Uh, you know, it's again the main story. Inside again, side quest well, is different. Honestly, like even with Elden Ring, there's so many missables that's like they almost want you to look at like online guides. But there's that. a difference between an open world versus like A to B to C for the main quest. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I just don't like missables and I also I don't, don't like, like fetches. I don't like I don't like pointless <clears throat> fetch quests. And this was a pointless fetch quest. Like this guy could have easily beat the shit out of him and said, Give me the information. <laughs> like you you're you're beating the crap out of everybody else. That wasn't an time. option? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Damn. Surprisingly that wasn't an option. See, that should be an option. Just it should have been an option. Beat their beat their butts and take their stuff. So so it was it was after that. Which great. I mean, I, I haven't really had time to play uh, many video games, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and all the Horizon came out. I was like, well, Mm-mm. Horizon looks so good. Oh, but I never finished good. the first game. Me neither. Me neither. So, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, maybe I should go back to the first game. But my first game save was on my PS4, uh, which mm-hmm. I had transferred to the 4 Pro. And I want to play on the PS5. So I actually had to purchase um, PlayStation Plus for a month. So I could save that to the cloud storage to then download the save on the PS5 because I put I didn't even realize this I put like 26 hours into it back in 2017. Oh, you say but, you just started? I played like three hours into it. No, I I played a good chunk, but I just never finished it. So I, can't I don't do remember that. where I'm at. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to start over because I like have the skill trees all done and stuff. So I'm just going to relearn it on the go. The map tells me where I'm supposed to go and yeah. I'm just going to figure it out. But here's the kicker. I haven't had time to even start. it. I did the save transfer and I did that last week and, and life has just been crazy. So I've had the amount of time every day to play daily stuff with Animal Crossing and the, my daily matches in Pokemon Unite. You got too many dailies, man. I got no dailies. Well, that that's all I've had time to do, yeah. um, because his work has been very, you know, busy, and then premium stuff has been very, very crazy, and then family life and and situations, and I even had just yesterday, <clears throat> as of time of recording, uh, woke up and I looked at the cable box where I usually look look at the time first, and I noticed it said turn on, and when it does that, that means oh, it was a power outage. So I came down to my computer to do some stuff, and my monitor was flicking, like flickering, and. I was like, what the heck? And turns out my monitor's fried. So (laughs) I'm like, great. So I had to spend half a day yesterday going to get a new monitor. And I'm like, well, maybe I should do a two-monitor setup. Like, you know, maybe this is a time to upgrade. So I got two monitors to do a two-monitor setup for my computer. I clean off my desk because my desk was a mess. I'm like, I'll clean it off, get it all ready to go. And then we go to hook up the second monitor and realize my graphics card can't handle it because I have an old graphics card. So now we have a new graphics, the newer graphics card ordered to upgrade my computer before I can use my two monitor setup. And again, that, that was a whole half a day shot. Sounds when, like the same I, thing as upgrading Horizon. You upgraded your yeah. computer. 
<laughs> exactly. So, like, all these wonderful things. You and, had fetch and, quests all weekend. I did. I had, I had a fetch quest weekend. So, I haven't played uh, like I've really wanted to play. I mean, I finished Pokemon Legends. Uh, the only thing I didn't do was get Darkrai, and the only reason I didn't do that is because you need to have a save of Diamond and Pearl, which I haven't started Darkrai yet. is a loaf of bread? Uh, it's a Pokemon. Do- yeah, a loaf of bread Pokemon. Yeah, Who's that, that Pokemon? Looks like a loaf of bread. <laughs> I would, I would, some rye sounds good right now. <laughs> dark rye. I'll take some dark rye. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's and and of course you know we'll, we'll we'll talk about it after our game of the episode. The events of that happened today. We talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just um, it's craziness though. And like I actually on Friday night did the um, we had a daddy daughter dance. Uh, the butterfly nice. ball for my daughter. She didn't want to go until after school friday so then i ended up having to throw on a, a suit and go to the so that's fun i wore jeans snazzy so. jeff i wore jeans <laughs> suit and jeans <laughs> yeah um i did actually have one more game though that i played sure um i played another super rare game uh horus ah i wanted to play it because that was one that we had essentially potentially signed and we like didn't so um yeah that was an interesting one. Um, again, though, no update. Uh, manual's just art. Super rare standard, apparently. It's just doing art books. Um, at this point, that's two for two, baby. Um, so, Horus is like a visual novel. Both little mini games in it. That's what I wrote. Um, it's pixelated. You're playing as a robot, anthropomorph- anthropomorphic robot, um, going through life. He has, like, an old man... Like, that's his caretaker, and you're literally going in, like, platforming. And it's, like, super simple platforming, and then you go to more story. And then super simple platform with some lasers, and more. Um, then there's, like, a little mini game of sorts, and then more. More story. Um, there was a Pong game in there. It was very slow, though. Um, the graphics were nice. Story was interesting. But, like, to me, literally a, a visual novel um, with a lot of British humor in it and didn't quite catch me so like i won't be going back to it but it was it wasn't bad um i feel like visual novels like it gives you extra to do which is pretty cool um but like the idea is to clean up the trash which you just like walk over trash and pick it up like collect it like a coin from mario and (laughs) that's it and like i mean there could be more to it it would be it would be cool but like for what i had a couple hours into it like three four hours into it it didn't have a whole lot of meat on the bone unfortunately which is kind of when we tested it too <laughs> yeah, i haven't i didn't uh, play horus but i did uh i did sit down and talk with the developer yeah uh, with nintendo fuse and he's a great guy uh some fun stories in there so that's that's definitely uh viewable yeah. if you haven't seen that yet on the nintendo fuse's youtube and the game sold out extremely well it sold out i think the first day uh, 4,000 copies, and people had to buy the three-pack to get it, so I'm really happy well, for that developer. He's, wasn't Horus like a, a tribute to an old ZX Spectrum game in, in Europe? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so I mean, there's a huge following to that, and I mean, it makes sense for Super Rare to do it since they're, you know, out in the UK, um, because, you know, it's just, it's that type of game, and honestly, like, the story was, was cool, a little slow for my tastes, but, um, you know, it's it is what it is. Just and it's another game gotten getting the physical treatment at least. Exactly, and I like games that get physical treatment. What else have you been playing? Anything or that was? Um, the only other thing is Final Fantasy fourteen. Still doing that. And still jumping down that still, rabbit hole. Still, I'm I'm almost done getting all my jobs up and just doing it very slowly when I have time. And my main my main thing when I go in there is just talking with people because I run a group and you yeah. know a lot of friends that play. So it's a lot of it's just socializing and just hanging out with people and that. Yeah, you got a lot of those little um like games that you have to like. Oh, gotta log into this game. Gotta do this. And like, yeah. I don't even have time for any of that, and I'm barely able to get some game time. But I mean, we did play a couple games for premium as well. So there's yes. always that. There's always that. Always but that. yeah, and I mean, heck, I reached out to a developer that um that I completely forgot to that I didn't have his contact information, and then I was looking at my battle my battle vest, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, I need to reach out to them because they want to sign. <laughs> so we got another contract out. Like amazing game too. Oh my god! Like once you once you play the demo, Barry. Like I'm gonna ask him to send a build. Like it's so good. Oh, oh my <laughs> you god! Got me excited. <laughs> oh, trust me. Like like Frank and I played it live, and yes. it's fucking great. 
and so like yeah <laughs> interesting I, i'm excited definitely so, so sure. what were you um what were you leading up to that we're going to talk about yeah so we're going to talk about the game of the episode oh let's do the game of the episode first and then okay. we'll do the other thing i teased because i think i think it's time to to do that we haven't done a game of an episode in a while like a proper game of an episode yeah and uh so today we're going to be talking about a game called Splotches on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it is available yeah. digitally. It came out January third, twenty twenty-two. So you know this year, um, it is. Does it the developer, uh, publisher is Click Team. I don't see that Nintendo doesn't list a developer anymore. It's weird. This developer sent us an email, and there's like a little GIF on there. It's like hi, <laughs> like yeah. waving at us. Yeah. So th- <laughs> this is a game the developer did reach out to us. Um, yeah. And uh, he's a really sweet guy. We we did talk with him, and we told him we were going to do this episode, which was awesome. So Splotches is available for nine ninety nine digitally, and this is a puzzle game. It's a puzzle game with paint, where pretty much you need to match two colors together to turn them into like another color and it like it sets off a, a like an explosion mm-hmm. to trigger the end of the level and as you, blow you go up a marble through, yeah you blow up a marble pretty much and as you go through it gets a little more complicated there's conveyor belts there's multiple colors and then you have to mix and match so like let's say you need green and you get blue and yellow and you put them together and now you have green paint and you have to be careful because when it explodes um like it'll take out any paint around it and you don't want it to like destroy you know all the colors you need and if you still have like a green splotch you can continue from a splotch which is good yeah um this is you know obviously a tap down view puzzle game and for me the thing that immediately got me and i was laughing more than i probably should have because i'm an inner child for sure i never grew up is the fact that every time you move the splotches of paint it farts and and it it got me. I did I didn't expect that, and it was just hilarious. And the more I listened to it, the more I laughed. Do you play it in handheld or on TV? I did not. I played it in docked. Yeah, because there's touchscreen controls for handheld, which makes it much easier. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, what about you? What did you? How'd you? Like, um. Experience? So there, when I was playing it, you know, I noticed that there's like the stars, just like Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell it's a mobile port type deal. Um, but they did a funny voice. It's like, like every time you <laughs> you beat a level, like it does like a weird thing. Um, I like the touch controls though for handheld mode, which was really nice. Um, the sets of colors and explosions. Sometimes there's like black mixes if you mix the wrong mm-hmm. ones, and then it causes like issues. There's a white paint that's kind of like primer, so you can like um, and there's bombs too that explode for a failed level. But then there's also chain bombs that go off in the succession where you don't fail. So it's like you got to pay attention to each level type thing. Um, the puzzles uh, are getting more and more complex as I was playing, but I never got stumped, which was good. Which means that there's really good level design with the game. Um, and I enjoyed myself. It was pretty fun. Um, not something that I would, you know, continually like go back with all the time, but for like a fun little, you know, budget title, like really cool game. Yeah. It's, I think it has that, you know, pick up and play and do a couple matches or a couple stages, uh, at a time. I think if you try to plow through it, you might get burnt out. There's a lot of stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other cool little components. too, like keys, where you need to like hit certain keys to yeah. unlock certain barriers, so you can you know unlock new paints. It's it's really well done. Like like Jeff was saying, the level design is great. And speaking of level design, there's actually a level creator where you could actually create your own levels, which you know will vary depending on your creativity. And uh, I like that. I like games that allow you to you know let your creativity flow and. And then you know, challenge your friends to different matches and different different puzzles. Exactly the fact that you can share it online it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to this. Uh, you know, it's ten dollars. There's a hundred and twenty like puzzles that in built into the game. So that's a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you have the full uh, the the full puzzle maker where you can make your own things. So it can uh, be infinite. 12, it, it is literally infinite. Uh, the music is good. You know, it's got some really, really nice, relaxing music to play through, and like I said, the, the, <laughs> the, the fart sounds to me just, I had me rolling. You know, so if you have kids, uh, this could be a great game to grab, and you know, just let them entertain. It'll teach them pu- uh, colors too. It'll teach them, you know, the the art, primary colors, and mixing, matching, and stuff like that, like the color wheel. 
Um, so that alone is is a little educational value. It's also will challenge their brains, uh, challenge you know and the adult brains too. But yeah. it's a lot of fun. It is definitely more fun. Like I'll be honest, when I when I looked at it, I'm like, all right, I, um, I don't have high expectations, and I left going back to this game periodically just to play and and had a lot more fun than I thought I would. Nice, nice. Yeah, so definitely check out that game. Yes, Splotch is available now on the eShop. Again, it's nine ninety nine. Nice. All right, so what were you teasing, Barry? So what I was teasing is today, this is the day of recording, is Pokemon Day. Oh, my God. And and they did a Pokemon Presents this morning. Did you get to watch it at all, Jeff? No. Is it about dark rye bread? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't I don't really I'm not a big fan of Pokemon. Like I mean, I grew out of Pokemon Yellow back in the day and on the original Game Boy, so I really haven't played much. I played Shield and Sword with my daughter. That was fun. Oh, so you actually didn't uh you didn't get to watch it. Wow, I'm surprised. No. So so Pokemon I was Presents. playing Elden Ring, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was working on Series Four stuff, so Well it was fifteen minutes. It was not a... Uh... Not like a huge, huge uh, time sink. Uh, so they started off um, with some updates, uh, smaller stuff. Pokemon Go is getting the Alolan Pokemon coming. Pokemon Masters EX is celebrating two and a half years with some more stuff. Pokemon Cafe Remix is getting new updates and new Pokemon Day events. Uh, Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl, or Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Well, you can get an Oaks letter to get Shaman uh, as, a, as a downloadable item. It's a it's a like a special reward gift, mm. like the mystery gift. Um, and there's more more coming as well with that. There's going to be a new anime uh, that's going to be on YouTube, as well as Pokemon <laughs> Legends Arceus is getting an update called Daybreak that is available free today. Cool. So it's complete where you get to investigate mass outbreaks of Pokemon. Um, which also includes mass outbreaks of alpha Pokemon. Awesome. I'm in the first area. <laughs> well, I think this starts to happen like after you beat the game. You have to, yeah, of course. I mean, um, most people have by now that are Pokemon fans. So Yeah, but it's a free update, so this doesn't cost anything. That's awesome. Um, you'll also be able to take part in new trainer battles with your allied Pokemon. Um, there's also a special code right now to get 30 Ultra Balls, 30 Gigaton Balls, and 30 Jet Balls with the password Arceus Adventure. So you put that into the game. You get those as a free gift, which is great. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, also, Pokemon Unite, they talked about the Pokemon Day events going on there. But then they ended all of that, all of that, with a brand new trailer <clears throat> that showed a like a security guard walking around uh, office building like huh. a real, real, real life thing, looking around with this flashlight at night, almost like like look at that like, night of the museum kind of thing, like what's going on, yeah. and then saw like a room. It was like what's going on in that room, and it, it, like the camera turned and it showed that it was Game Freak's office, and they went in there, and some crazy shit happened, and suddenly gameplay started playing, and what he was witnessing and was the birth of a new generation, Pokemon Generation Nine, hmm. has been shown off. We have brand new titles called Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet will be coming out. It is an open world adventure like Pokemon Legends with some, you know, more mainline style structure. So it's going to be interesting to see how they mix the two of them. Uh, it's still yeah. early. Uh, looks great. And they revealed the three starters that you will get to choose. You can choose Sprigatito which is a capricious, attention-seeking grass cat Pokemon. Uh, Fuacoco, which is a laid-back fire croc Pokemon that does things at its own pace. And Quaxley, which is an earnest and tidy duckling water Pokemon. So, so, so interestingly, is that, like, I wonder if Pokemon fans are excited. I know they are, but, like, every single year we're getting, like, a full giant Pokemon game. Well, some like we had Sword and Shield, we got Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, we got freaking Pokemon Let's Go, we got Arceus Legends. I mean, we're getting like on Switch, we're getting like crap tons of full Pokemon games. Like that's insane. Like, is it? Well, I wonder when they're gonna get like Pokemon Burnout. Like, they're not gonna be appreciative of it. Well, they're already not appreciative of it. Any fans (laughs) are not appreciative. Um, Sword and Shield was 2019. 
So it's this is twenty end of twenty twenty two. So it's three years to the next generation. Uh, yeah, shining, but we've had so many full giant yeah, games in between. Shining, shining Diamond, uh, Shining Pearl, and Brilliant Diamond. Those were actually not done by Game Freak. Ah. Those were done by another studio. What ha- What uh, my we guess is they were, work- they were working on this and Pokemon Legends at the same time. Yeah, and I think what they did is they put out Legends to see how people liked it. And if the reaction was terrible, they would revert back because it was still early enough in development. And if people loved it, then they would continue. And the the reception for Legends has been, I think, extraordinary. Nice. I think the most, you know, people really like it. The biggest complaint is the graphics. The graphics on this from the trailer look better than Legends already. Good. Um, which is good. Uh, so if you haven't seen the trailer, definitely worth checking out. It's a short little trailer. Fun. But it's exciting because... You know, we were looking at Nintendo this year. Like, there's so many great games coming out this year, but, you know, we just had the Direct and all that stuff. But a lot of those games are coming out, like, the spring, summer. What does the fall have? We have we have Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out in the fall, mm-hmm. possibly Breath of the Wild 2, but there's nothing, you know, concrete nah. there. Breath of the Wild 2 will be 2023. Probably. So what are they going to do for the fall? And, and most people wrote off Pokemon because Pokemon Legends just came out. Uh, but no, Pokemon Gen 9 with Scarlet and Violet. Uh, Another game be... I won't have time to play. Thanks, <laughs> Pokemon Company. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a big announcement, and it's interesting because there was just that Nintendo Direct, and Pokemon's yeah. like, no, we're going to do our own thing. We're not going to announce it at Nintendo Direct. Yeah, that's good, though. Uh, it's craziness. Freaking craziness. So um, I do have one more, uh, one more thing um, that we need to do. Oh. Episodes called the new era for premium. Yes, right. Like, I want to do a listener slash Discord poll, and Bear and I were talking about this off air, but we hadn't really decided. But we need a new name for the playcast. If JP is is on his way out for greener pastures or bigger and crazier things, whatever, um, let's let the listeners vote in discord and record here so like well what do you think would be cool do we want to call it the premium edition playcast do we want to call it something else because the key is is that we're not just talking about switch like we talk about other consoles so like and it makes sense to be more premium focused but then we talk about games we're playing too um the premium playcast the i don't know like that's Uh, that's the key let's let the listeners decide I, I agree. You know, we've we've all we've tossed around a couple of little things, and we yeah. want to know what people think. Like, I like premium playcast that PP. You know, I, I like that. You do like you do like your PP, Barry. I you 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 drink it. I call it pep. I call it pep. PEP premium edition playcast. <laughs> well, because we can just use our logo with playcast on it. Um, it doesn't even have to be playcast. It could be some kind of funny saying, like <laughs> it could be whatever. Like that's yes. the thing. Because I mean, there's like all different types. We could call it, you know, modern retro done right. Call it the insider cast. You know, because getting insider information. Yeah, a modern retro podcast. Who knows? Like we could call it whatever. The, the premium gaming podcast. The... Yeah, anything. <laughs> So that's you know, that's the key though, because I mean, Switch Mania is part of JP's branding, so we don't want to be you know taking that all the time. Like it's it is still the name of the playcast, and it's not like you know we've been using it, so it's not like it's trademarked. But we'll let him have it. Like it's cool. So that'll be the key. What do you want to see? What do you want it to be called? Like we can switch it at episode one hundred nine or one hundred ten. Doesn't matter. Um, whoever comes up with the coolest idea, how about we get them? A new Series Three hype patch. I haven't even oh. I haven't even announced that yet, but we got hype patches. Yeah. And how about they get the new Series Three patch? I like it. Yeah. So whoever gets it first gets the first one, and there you go. So that's the that's the winner. The win the first one. I probably throw in even the Series One patch too because you need to put them both together because the hype is real. <laughs> it'd be awesome um and then i would say we also need to say that we're still sponsoring the state of switch survey with switchweekly.com i think that's still going on for a little bit longer i think it was going to be like a month or so for that uh that survey um, it's very long i did it it was like yes. a lot of questions but it was pretty cool um but either way though really cool to see um the, the participation from the community with the switch weekly survey Anything else we're missing? I think that's it. Man, so where can they find you, Barry? 
<clears throat> well, you can find me on Twitter at Hawkalfire. You could also find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You could always find me at the Premium Edition Games Discord, where we're always talking cool stuff. So please come on by. And always in the support email, should you have any issues. What about you, Jeff? Well, you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Um, I do go into the Discord a little bit, um, <laughs> and then I do. I was on the uh, the Twitch, the Twitchy Twitch 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 thing with uh, Frankie Frankie Panky. Um, There'll be another broadcast this week too. Yeah, Frank's going crazy with it. it. Was fun. It was fun just in there, and um, I was doing my taxes, so the taxes are done, and so I should got to do that now. And we got some conventions coming up, like we said, Midwest Gaming Classics, and that's major one. But I'll be at one in Athens, Georgia, at a brewery. They're doing like a little game swap um, a couple weeks before that in April. Um, till then, though, I'll be working on Series 4, put a little bow on that. I'm working on the manuals for uh, a couple games that we haven't announced yet. And um, also working on Sunshine Manor and Camp Sunshine's Premium Guide, which has been super cool. So I'll be uh, banging my head against the wall a little bit, Barry. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so another day that ends in Y. Exactly. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a great one, everyone. day